0: There's no place to escape to this. is the last task. On the left.
1: <laughs> Side stories. Yes.
0: Your glade. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. Side stories. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Michael. Yes. Uh, Michael, my son. Mm-hmm. Carrying the torch of our m- movie star. Our legacy That's into it. the future. Oh, Michael, I think I'm just about to shuffle off this mortal coil. <laughs> Michael, tell me, number one, what was Sharon Stone's ass like?
1: Nice, nice, very good.
0: I thought so. <laughs> number two, Mike
1: can get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomberg. Oh, that's your last word. That's what you want to be your last words. A poly- And he's he's gone. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Uh, ben Kitzel here hanging out with Henry Zabrowski. This is like it's, it's just sometimes you hear funny. stories that you're just like, what is going on in the world? So Kurt Douglas passed away. Hundred and three years old. Hundred and
0: three years You can actually, we're not even going to do the condescending thing of saying 103 years
1: young. No, no. He had a great life, 103, good for him. Classic. Out of all- Classic actor. Spartacus. Incredibly important to history. Yes, Yes. just just one of the most iconic actors ever. He could say anything as his last words. Evidently, he just said the catchphrase for the Mike Bloomberg campaign, which is Mike can get it done, which is just like- (laughs) What? I just don't know,"
0: he said. He hadn't been as excited about a presidential nominee since Kennedy, which I think, I honestly think, should should it speaks a lot. It speaks it, it speaks a lot about about how Mike Bloomberg is just a spring chicken. <laughs> To Kirk Douglas. When
1: I think JFK, I think Michael Bloomberg. Why hey, would hey, you put those same, two together?
0: Exactly the same.
1: Oh my goodness! There's a little, wow. Oh my!
0: I don't I, even I, know. Honestly, he, they might be very similar in policies.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Um, it was quite a different world then, but that just shows you the the lifespan of Kirk Douglas. Unbelievable. Wow. From Kennedy. Wait, uh, uh, Michael.
0: Michael, before I go. Yes. Michael. This is, wait. I feel the light fading from me. Michael.
1: Take it, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> those are going to be my last words. Whatever the Taco Bell catchphrase is for that marketing season, it's just going to be those words coming out of my mouth. And everyone's going to know I died a happy I, man.
0: I like your original
1: assessment of that he just repeated the last commercial he saw. I think that's what happened. He was 103. Do you remember when they wheeled him out at the Oscars? I, I am all for celebrating. I love, I, I love celebrating older people. I actually think as a culture, we should celebrate elderly people more. We worship the youth, and that is kind of a problem. I like, I like the idea of, of celebrating the wisdom of the elderly.
0: But I don't know. I think a whole bunch of them can go, though. I think there's a whole slate of them that can probably just just move on into the afterworld. I, 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 but I do believe we could hold some of our elderly to a higher
1: esteem. Well, the thing is, with, with Douglas, Kurt Douglas, he's elderly even for the horrible elderly people that are ruining our country right now. You got your OK Boomers out there who are the—they're the—he's they're the, the, he's the greatest generation. He is a, he's the greatest generation. That's
0: what they say. I guess so. I don't know. I don't even know what even, any of this shit means anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mike can get it done. My what a world.
0: C- can get it done. And he a-
1: thought Mike, you thought he was talking about his laundry. Maybe, maybe. And of course, we talk about all of those fun things on Ape Top Hat. So keep on supporting that show throughout 2020. What a ride it is going to be. But we have a bunch of stories to get to today. Uh as a matter of fact, do we want to start with this story, Henry, that you brought up about this university cult that apparently sprung up?
0: I know a little bit of information about this. I'm just sticking my toe in it. This okay. stuff is I'm just sticking my toe deep down inside it's good. This comes from the New York Times. This is... Sarah Lawrence, parent accused of sex trafficking and abusing students. This comes from Benjamin Weiser. Lawrence V. Ray showed up at his daughter's college in a New York City suburb in late 2010, shortly after being released from prison, and moved into a dormitory. Soon he started doing therapy sessions with her roommates, convincing them he could help them with their problems. Over time, using threats and coercion, he persuaded the young adults he first met at the school, Sarah Lawrence, to confess to crimes they had not committed and then extorted, hundreds of thousands of dollars from them. He eventually compelled what? some of them to work without pay on his family property in North Carolina. Technically, that's an internship. This is college. Well, but they were sure. digging They were digging irrigation ditches, which is <laughs> as much for liberal arts students. I feel like that's like, I, I get I get it. You're leading a cult. You're trying to get some yeah. free labor here. I get what you're trying to do. But honestly, I'm surprised. how much work are these
1: people who write poetry how much are they going to get done in the field? Well, I'm actually impressed they went out there at all, to be honest. I don't think that would be the deal breaker for any cult. That's nah, the thing. Any they're all time- full of
0: enthusiasm,
1: they're all ready for new experiences. All of these cults. Every cult we've ever covered, just the mundane amount of work that you have to do, just like you're, you're, uh, I don't know, like you're playing Red Dead Redemption and you've already beat the story and now all of a sudden you have to start over as a farmer. That's a very limited reference for a very small amount of people. It's
0: all the Skyrim shit. Yes, you have to go and learn a career within the game. You have to go and do
1: hours of manual labor before you can start fighting dragons. Oh, I understand. Okay. But how did this guy, I just have another question here for you, Henry. How did the dorm... How does a ex-con just enter Sarah Lawrence University and just be like, I'm here now? Like, at some point, don't they have RAs? Don't they have people being like knocking on the doors, be like, who's that old man who has the prison tattoos on his face? I think at
0: Sarah Lawrence they have Ronin teachers, people that can just roll onto the fucking the campus and just start teaching people. And you got to go with it because it's very, very liberal. Okay. So he started—this is not just what he did. He also threatened many with knives, and he forced a young woman into prostitution, taking nearly everything she made from selling sex to strangers. They said maybe over $500,000, which is what? a lot of money. He is now— being charged in a federal indictment in Manhattan with conspiracy, extortion, sex trafficking, forced labor, and related charges. Now, he did this for eight years. i oh Let me God. do a little bit of a rundown. Yes. So there's a great article about this from The Cut, thecut.com. Look up Larry Ray, Sarah Lawrence students. It's called The Stolen Kids of Sarah Lawrence. I just started doing this because it's it's a little bit more complicated too, because and we don't have the time here because we don't normally
1: do a lot of deep dive. No, shit, we're right. This is this is a uh, we're in the shallow end here on this show. But you know what's so fun in the <laughs> yeah. shallow end? You can work out. You can get your little noodle, your floating noodle. We're, we're this is this is just the relax. Like get your stretches in before we go out to dinner.
0: And if you pee in the water here, it can really warm your knees. <laughs> So anyone, so so this starts with Talia Ray. Talia Ray was a student at Sarah Lawrence College. She was, they said, straight. Like she was an intense chick. Okay. that ran essentially a two floor dorm that was on Sarah Lawrence camp was on Sarah Lawrence campus called Sloanum Woods Nine. Right, it was just this nine room mini dorm. Okay, Sarah Lawrence is a very nice college. Right, it's a very pretty. Uh, very l- lush with foliage, a lot of little homes for their most incredibly creative, bright kids right. to go to. And it's right;
1: a, it's a private college, right? So it's super expensive. Like this, it's is- a little expensive. Okay. Like,
0: but they, but they try. I think that they are a little bit more liberal with their scholarship policies. Like they're really trying to get the best and the brightest. And and it's it's just one of those kind of crunchy schools. Okay. So her father, basically, so Talia Ray is explaining about how her father is this fucking whistleblower, truth-teller guy that used to work for the CIA. Like, all of these create, like, a very complicated backstory. Okay. So, with talking with the nine roommates she has inside of this little building, she says, hey, my father needs to come stay with us. And they all say, cool, whatever you gotta do, bro, because this is a very, they are very creative these kids right. are just having a time in there. They, they, you know, one of their big plans is they were going to fill the living room with sand to make it a beach. Right? <laughs> they were
1: talking, they're fear creative. it's college, you're supposed to be like this, right? Oh, yeah, but filling a- It's a lim- dorm. Yeah, a dorm. you can't, it's just, that's going to be They don't disgusting. understand that they can
0: get sued. They Do you- don't know that they that the cleaning costs. They don't understand all that quite yet. But their imaginations are free, Kissel.
1: Do they add right? the heroin needles to really make it feel like a South Florida beach? Only if they want it to be full Coney.
0: <laughs> if they want to. If, if anyone ever says, if you ever have a roommate says, "Hey, we should turn our apartment into Coney Island," just uh-huh. leave.
1: Oh, you have to go. Next, you gotta you know, leave. The Ru- Russians are coming over. It's a it's a circus sideshow, and that's on a good day. The circus sideshows in town.
0: And so, Larry Ray moves into this this place, and he starts cooking them all steak dinners, ordering super expensive fancy delivery, all these kind of things, kind of winning everybody over, slowly but surely, working his way into these people's lives. It is a high nasal Brooklyn accent, apparently. So, okay. he would go up to tally his friends and say stuff like, So, do you work out? <laughs> uh, can you defend yourself? You look really weak, huh? He was a short, <laughs> fat, bald man, right? But he used to t- talk about all of this shit, about how he was in the Marine Corps, and he started these kind of what? these big family nights okay. where they would start watching movies, and he'd cook dinner for everybody, and he'd lecture about the nature of the cosmos at all of these people. And eventually, it got more and more serious. Well, why? I just don't... You're in college,
1: it, 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 everything is meant for your enjoyment, right? That's the whole thing. You pay, well, you're expanding your mind. It's a, you're to be your mind. but the colleges are like, Hey, every night we have some activity. You pay a lot of money. So the colleges put on shows. You can get some kick-ass concerts. Why are they spending their college experience in a living room? I'm assuming full of sand at this point, listening to someone who sounds like Joe Pesci, uh, without like the connections. Why are they there? These are the exact marks. To be honest, these are the
0: exact type of marks. It's kind of almost perfect. In the real, in the private sector, where Colts normally have to work. Right. Right. Like they, they, it's very difficult. You got to really kind of work out your philosophy before you can present it to people. You got to work on a show. Look at Heaven's Gate. Look at what what Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite did. They went and they went off and they they wrote their script until the first time they tried to talk to people about it, everyone called them weirdos or like, what's wrong with you? But once they went to go develop it and come back with the ideas all kind of tightly put together, it was more easy to bag followers. This guy just moved into his daughter's dorm room started doing it
1: it reminds me of friday the 13th because the first airing of friday the 13th you know what they didn't have the soundtrack and the director Mm. said this is horrible and the er, the producer said it was horrible and then the, the director he's like well i got something for you the soundtrack So I'm going to, I want to follow the story
0: deeper, but basically what you find out is that the man was actually born Lawrence Greco in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He was, uh, he did financial crimes. He was busted for low level financial crimes and then essentially flipping on a bunch of mob dudes that he was working on. Ah. So he's this kind of a a full on snitch. And then he would also do, he was also informant. He had all this kind of shit, but he was very, very low level. But I, I'm going to go deeper, into, I will go deeper into the story next week. Okay. But they, all of this shit escalated
1: wildly. But it's a fun ass story to look into. Jeez, eight years. So that means that he had at least like two full classes from freshman to senior. So during the months, so he at first he did live
0: at the school. Eventually, he moved operations to an apartment in New York where he brought everybody to. But the way it all started was he still, he was there for probably like eight, nine months. He's, he laid the groundwork for psychological conditioning that would eventually lead these young adults to become unwitting victims of sexual exploitation. So he started moving, sleeping in their rooms with them oh and picking God. their boyfriends for them and slowly but surely gro- grooming them sexually as well and but filling them with confidence also with this weird thing because it's kind of like this dad moved in and like the way most sexual predators groom people right position themselves as in a place of responsibility and of importance in your life centrally and then start earning your trust normally they start earning your trust making the dinners right all these fun things but then eventually they're dialing it up, saying stuff like, wouldn't all this be so much more fun if I could see your asshole? This is what that
1: is. So it gets very bad. It gets yeah. very bad. It gets wow. very, very bad. But I, I will is, cover this
0: more depth next week. Well, but just, I just wanted to start this story. This no, is very, very fucked up.
1: It, it sounds like it. Man, I just... I, can, I guess I can see how a group of people could be susceptible. I just feel like college kids are some of the hardest kids to perform in front of. I went out to do a university show maybe last year or the year before. Really didn't have anything to tell these kids because I forget how young they all look and they all wear sweatpants but not the cool kind like I wear because now I'm getting into my champion <laughs> sweatsuit phase. But um, to keep a college student's attention is not easy. Well, it's because when we go and perform, we're a bunch
0: of yuck yuck clown boys, and so they look at us very differently than when you're coming from a place of vulnerability, trying to understand them. They're coming in from under and and connecting to them emotionally very seriously
1: right uh, right, very
0: sincerely. Right, and we show up going, oh, 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 oh. you know, which is, you know, it gets a type of response. Some people right. love it. Some people long to be entertained sure. by a bunch of cl- clown men wh- who's literally blood will kill them. Our blood is going to kill us one day.
1: Well, that's what happened with Richard Chase, Yeah. Guy, no, he's, he is, Was
0: he suffered from lack of blood. Ah. We, are, technically, our blood's too chunky, which is why we will die because of it. So, and they can see that, they can smell that off of us, and they're, not, and they're not ready to trust us.
1: So they're like cancer dogs, but for chunky blood. But for junkie blood, <laughs> okay.
0: But we actually have some college listeners out there. They understand. Of course. They, 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 they give us a pass.
1: No, I actually think college kids get a bad rap right now because all the attention is on the non-cool ones. But I know for a fact there's a lot of cool college kids out there that just want to get stoned, hang out. I and tell have you a good what. Time.
0: Speaking of bad rap, we actually got a lot of great. Emails last week about the baby boxes and trying yes. to understand what, what, see what the, the baby boxes. Now this is not a bad rap. This is just a rap. We should. I'm wanting. I learned so much about these these little suitcases for babies and how important they are. Now let's hear a little bit something on the uh, the funkier side of the street. Okay, explain a little bit more about baby boxes. Okay,
1: if you have a baby and don't know what to do.
0: Baby Safe Haven can
1: help you choose When the
0: baby's born and you're feeling all alone And the mother's confused because she can't provide a home Though I can but can't be there, another option is adoption But where can I go for help? Bring the baby to the cops or a hospital It's possible No No strings strings attached, attached. no questions
1: asked If you you have have a baby and don't know what to do do, Baby Safe Haven can help you choose Baby Safe Haven. Safe Haven. Haven. Haven Baby Safe Haven I think it's actually nice. I think it's pretty... As far as uh, government-sponsored hip-hop goes, it's very good. <laughs> and soon, you better watch it. Most hip-hop will be government-mandated. <laughs> well, as I already see that Common is doing all the uh, AI commercials, which kind of breaks my heart <laughs> just a little bit. But nonetheless, he, have you seen those commercials for AI? What? Common, the rapper, the, the intellectual rapper. Uh, oh, yeah, man. He's correct. I know. I, it's just... A little strange to me that he is repping the AI AI so much because at the same time, it could be used to destroy all of us. Okay, well, speaking (laughs) of technology, (laughs) this story, you know, neighbors, man. Uh, Henry, you're about to have home neighbors. Uh, You're you're moving on up in this world. So this is going to be a story. This is a warning for you. This is in Yukon, Oklahoma. An Oklahoma neighborhood is on edged these people are tense why are they so tense because two neighbors can't get along they can't get along because they share a fence so one neighbor who shares a fence with the other neighbor he decided he was going to take down the fence and in order to do that he used his Roomba so he attacked the fence with a Roomba which go is- attack <laughs> Roomba attack that's <laughs> so much fun well it's the most adorable way to try to take down a fence but how'd it- you do that I, I don't know if it really worked. His name is John Stafford. Uh, he is at the center of this violence spree. So it started with the Roomba, and then it escalated with Dookie. So he's trying to take down the fence with the Roomba. All of a sudden, his neighbor's like, what are you doing? Leave my fence alone. Technically, it's our fence. And then he says, no, I will not. And the Roomba attack. And the Roomba's just like, he's not dirty. I can't attack him. Because the Roomba has some rules. So to make him dirty, evidently, and this is all speculation, he reached into his butthole and grabbed a bunch of duke and just started throwing it at the guy. I I just don't understand. Why why is the... why did this shit get involved? I don't know. He just did it. He I, he really he just started throwing poop at the guy. So the it was all captured on videotape. Uh David Bear, Baird, uh he was the other neighbor. Uh he said I told him if you break through this fence, I will have to shoot you. And where I, did this fight come from? Where did I don't it come from? so these are just neighbors i guarantee you he's accidentally been putting garbage on the wrong side of the street maybe one person has a dog and that's where the poop came from i have. this is what happens there's a 12 hour ordeal what it says here it turned into
0: a massive standoff so the cops had to come he barricaded inside himself his own home with a gun the other guy also had a gun baird had a gun so, the, the, the guy that tried to knock on the fence, his name was John Stafford. He threw fecal matter from the driveway onto our yard. And so, apparently, John Stafford called 911 from inside the home. Yes. Stafford called 911. The cops. He took six 911 calls from him and all. Here is some, here's some dialogue from these 911 calls. This came from John Stafford. Yukon 911, what is the location of your emergency? I'd like to report a
1: douchebag.
0: <laughs> Sir, you would like to report a a, a what? A douchebag. Can you speak like an adult, please, and tell me what situation you're having? Did you hear me? I'm going to run you guys into the fucking ground. Okay, have a nice night. That's, that's right. That's one of the calls.
1: <laughs> that was So he's inside. He is freaking out. I'm going to assume in Yukon, Oklahoma... Everyone is hammered at this point. So the officers surround the house. They're like, you must come outside and surrender yourself. You are now officially under Dookie arrest. And at some point within these 12 hours, he said, all right, I guess I've had enough. That only happened after negotiators eventually released canisters of pepper spray to get him out. Uh, People are still trying to figure out why Stafford was so violent. Even the cops. Have no idea why this guy freaked out. Tried to knock down a fence with a Roomba. Then it escalated to him throwing crap. Then it escalated to him with a gun. With a his gun. House. And the other guy. But but Baird also had a gun, saying, "I'm prepared to defend
0: my family and do what must be done." Which is, it must I guess, be done. It all got escalated to this.
1: It well, and, and you know, in two, in the neighbor's defense, you got a guy who is obviously going Roomba crazy. He's throwing Dookie at you. He can't be trusted. And he said, if you break down this fence, I will have to shoot you. He didn't want to. He said, I will have to. I will have to. And I think it's just great that we're not making Roombas with the same power as construction equipment. Not quite yet. Again, you and I. We differ in many
0: ways, but in one way,s I think that we're similar. Kissel, I'm going to put this. I'm going to conclude you on this. Wow, is that I like psychological warfare? Sure, I know that when I do have these neighbors, yes, yes, there will be, there might be moments of tension. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I find myself a very peaceful man. Yeah, you do, but that's always the case, isn't it? All I want is my peace. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, if everybody just understood it and went with my peace, uh-huh. we could all have peace. I will create peace. I will be God Emperor of Los Angeles. Right. You create a peace, a static peace. But you're moving. In, everyone.
1: But you know, there's people that already live in those homes that you're about to be moving next to. That and maybe they've been there for twenty or thirty years. They sort of have a status quo. They sort of have rules a, have no, changed. Yeah, but then, but you just moved in and then you're screaming, the rules have changed. And then all of a sudden they're like, legally, Who are-? if I put an outback sign on my
0: gate, mm-hmm. there are no more rules in there because it's, it's just right, right? Whatever I do then is advocate. I honestly say that that is outback law. I think that's technically, I am exonerated from all investigations. Uh-huh. I, uh, what I say becomes policy. When I reveal secrets, they become unconfidential you know what i mean because so of the no rules just right faction the umbrella of uh-huh. that
1: over my home you're just gonna hang a bunch of tacky chain restaurant signs outside of your home so people know that like in here it's always friday um it it's don't, always friday it's always like are you it's about really fresh putting, when you say
0: always friday that seems like fun and nice but it's always friday what that means is that it does not ever change. It does not become fucking Monday ever, not once.
1: Right. Well, it's it never. Seems there's like there's I might actually crave a Monday if it's always Friday. Just a just kind of a day. There's to relax. never
0: been a Monday here, and there never will be because it is always Friday.
1: Uh, that's a, that's a lot of partying though.
0: But what I would do with my neighbors, obviously, if we have to get to this far, I would like to uh, use words. I'd even use puppets of each other to speak to in therapy style, like what they do with with <laughs> assaulted and traumatic, traumatized children, where I'd have a puppet of me being like, speak to the puppet of me, and I'd give my neighbor a puppet of them to uh-huh. talk back and forth. Or what they start doing is, when they ever leave their work, I'll get to know their whole schedule, because I work a lot from home, and then when they leave for whatever it is they got to do, I'll break in their home, but
1: what I'll do is I'll just move all the furniture and shit around. Right,
0: right. And I'll gangstuck
1: yeah. them. So you're going to be like Mr. Hand meets BTK. Yes, but no. Right. Nice, though. But, but nice. No, movie people's but furniture. Not gonna, but Henry, don't you think that they like where their furniture is located? That's why it's probably been in the same spot since Reagan was in office. I mean, not if I wear my uniform with all my flair on it, because then I have become a
0: delegate <laughs> of outbacklandia. And now I'm just in this. There's no rules. It's just right. But no, you, it's about keeping your neighbors afraid of you because they just don't. They <laughs> want to make sure they because they they're not quite sure that I'm the one doing it. But I'll give them winks.
1: Yeah, like, I go, hey, think they're gonna hey, be. Hey. But I'll invite them to barbecues and stuff. You're gonna be living. Of course, they're gonna be sure that it's you. You're like Al Bundy meets uh, the, the 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 neighbor in uh, in Tool Time. You know what I'm talking about? Home Improvement. Wilson. The dude, Wilson it's, it's Al Bundy meets Wilson. You got Natalie out there like, ooh, the very beautiful uh, Katie Sagal in, um, mm. in uh, you know, obviously.
0: In what? Married in the, with Children? Married with Children. You She's saying there that in high actually, heels. That's Natalie's She's,
1: like, I can't
0: wait for her to go. That's totally what I'm saying. She's going to be doing children. all yeah, of that. Absolutely. Everyone's
1: like, what the hell? And then it's just this weird guy who is just like, I think I recognize him from a TV show. I think he was on... A to Z? Was it A to Z? Is that Stu? AM! And then you're screaming over there. I think the neighbors no, are gonna-, gonna know that you're doing whatever is going wrong in the neighborhood. They're gonna have a finger right on you.
0: I am obviously catastrophizing immediately. I'm I am already driving this up to a, a Marxist like boiling point. But <laughs> I do believe I will be able to live peaceably with my neighbors. I believe that I will be a part I will fit into their society. They will all welcome me and I uh, will do my best. I will be gracious to everyone. I will I will exceed I'm gonna do the whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and bring baked goods to each one of my neighbors and introduce myself so they all can all see me. I'm you gonna know
1: be, that, I'm gonna be good. You know you're not a felon, right? You don't have to go door to door and be like, hello, I'm Henry no, I will um, make, make them allowed. subscribe
0: to the show on Spotify. I will just Ugh. take their phones like you do. And I just slowly but surely <laughs> grassroots it around the entire neighborhood.
1: All right, well, let's talk about this story. This is uh, we've been talking a lot about black metal, and certainly when you talk black metal, you got to talk church burning because evidently that is the well, pastime of everyone who loves black metal. And you and you we don't, don't have, have a, to. You don't. But have they to. are making us. But there it, is a man who. Uh, Man, he is just bringing it back. The dude's name is Holden Matthews, and he admits to burning churches to raise his, quote, black metal profile. And judging by the picture of the mugshot, the guy's got some work to do to be seen as really a hardcore black metal dude. No tats, doesn't look quite uh, white enough. He doesn't have the makeup on. He needs a little bit more than just burning churches, and because
0: unfortunately, and I am gonna this is maybe bad to say, but I actually think the easiest part of being a black metal musician would be burning the churches. Anybody can go and burn a church. You know how sure. hard it is to make a beautiful, cohesive album, Ex- especially in the black it, metal world. It's incredibly hard, especially melodic black metal, which I was listening to a little bit of dissection. I love, I love that type of black metal. I think it's a lot of fun, and that's a lot harder
1: than just destroying public property. I completely agree. He burned I think down, it means you're metal enough. I, I agree. I don't think he's a very good musician. Well, he'll definitely have a lot of time to practice his guitar, just like Charles Manson did, because he is looking at a lot of time in prison. He burned down three Baptist churches in Opelousa's area. It took about 10 days, and now he faces, this is a serious penalty, 10 to 70 years yeah, in buddy. jail. People uh, he, get really mad about burning down a church. i uh, I believe it. Oh. This is also a massive, massive thing here that happened. I didn't realize they were predominantly African-American churches. This dude is white, so that's probably a horrible... Maybe there was a racial component to it. I'm there not sure. There absolutely
0: is. That's um, that's the unfortunate part of a lot of that black metal is that it did end up weird having kind of like fascist stripes, weird racist stripes right. through the middle of it for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Again, you can be evil, fun evil. Be fun evil. The makeup's cool. I fucking love all the shit. Watain, fucking throw goat blood all over me. I think that's fucking great. I mm. love it. Do what you got to do.
1: Apparently, this guy was really into um, Varg Vikernes, and he of would course. comment on all of his social media posts. And, of course, Varg Vikernes. We know neo-Nazi, now out of prison. We covered him in our uh, in our black metal murder story. But this guy... Uh, my god he is going away for a long time according to governor john bell edwards he said the attacks in the southern state were quote a reminder of a very dark past of intimidation and fear so we have black metal mixed with i suppose a white white supremacy uh, angle here and uh, yeah this guy's going to go away for a long ass time he admitted to posting pictures and videos of of the church burnings onto facebook so this man literally no one was injured thank god he posted these videos onto Facebook, quote, in an effort to promote himself in the black metal community. His arrest may, uh, took uh, about two weeks after is the it first broke out. Is it weird that I feel like out. it's
0: incredibly appropriate that the burning church fit- footage was on Facebook? And that's
1: kind of where it would go? Yeah, that is where it would go, as we saw with the documentary Don't Fuck with Cats, which is worth watching. Although, do we talk? We talked about that already, right? Yes, um, yes, we did. But, yeah, it seems like everyone who ever does anything stupid, uh, criminally or just just for fun, they post it on Facebook. So this guy is just dumb enough to get arrested and is now facing 10 to 70 years, probably gets something like 40. And I'm going to say in prison, his black metal music past probably isn't going to help him out too much. I mean, unless he could
0: help, he could lure, I guess they do. Do they do, like, music days? Do they have music class prison? But do in they? Prison? I. Are they allowed to sing whatever they want, though? It's I feel very like structured. It's, it's not just structured, but I think it's more of the social world of the prison. Are they willing to hear you sing black metal? Or are they going to be maddened by it? Like I, don't yeah. th- I think they do a lot of self-policing of what they allow to be sung and played. I imagine if you had a beautiful voice, like if you have way more of a traditional kind of like... R and B, I would even go as far as opera-based mm, voice. Sure, okay. They would welcome your musical expression inside of prison because it would calm, it would help soothe. Yes. Where black metal, even though it is soothing to me, it's kind of I. I'm a person that was supposed to have ritalin as, as a child, and my mom didn't give it to me because she said that she could train me, which is true, which is why she used to tie me to a bed so I could just <laughs> run. I used to run and do the thing, right? Kind of like that Michael <laughs> Myers that old Mike Myers sketch. Wait!
1: Tire myself out. I used to tie you tie you to the bed, and then you would fake run. Well, yes, and I would get tired. I'm just gonna gonna say, like, this is not this is not even mean. We both have weight issues. We we got up, we go down. That's what we do. You were not a thin child. Why didn't your mom just make you run?
0: It's because my parents did not understand that they I could go into like real training. I just play like little league. You know what I mean? That's not real running. That's not real sportsmanship. It's a lot they more than really being tied to-,
1: to a bed and fake running. Well, it
0: wasn't tied. I had a leash attached to a harness. <coughs> and I would just push up against it until I fell asleep. But it was, it was mostly just because I was just so out of control when I was very young. Huh. Yeah, that's just the realities of my life. No, no, no. But but that's why high impact things to me are soothing, right? That's why I like to smoke my fucking sativas. Right. That's what actually makes me relaxed. So I don't know.
1: I agree. I I have a very similar uh, sentiment when it comes to speed drugs. Oftentimes they make me relaxed and calm as I'm screaming. Endlessly <laughs> into the void. So this guy Matthew Holden, I guess he's going to go be a white supremacist in prison where he belongs. Uh, anyway, don't yeah, just do it for the love of the music. No need to burn down anybody's churches. Obviously, I'm not a religious person. Henry is, uh, has his own philosophies and all that, but yes. I do respect the sanctity. If you, just don't burn down churches. Don't burn down anything that anyone really cares about. Just let the them. The problem is that people just go in there. Can't be like ah, you know
0: it's it's just one of those leave him alone. We I think I think that's a good side stories position to technically be against the church burnings,
1: but I am pro. Learn to play the bass guitar. Absolutely, of course. Learn to play the bass. This
0: uh, story again. I'm just going to quickly say this little update. If you've not been following the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell saga that we have been covering Uh, lightly on this show,
1: y'all need to just go do that. So Lori Vallow, for those that don't remember, was the the mother who fell in love with this dude and because love is so strong, she had to abandon or perhaps murder her seven-year-old And her 17-year-old.
0: Yes, she had two kids, JJ Vallow, Tylee Ryan. They have been missing since September of 2019. Lori Vallow joined Chad Daybell's Doomsday Cult, it looks like, that is now also includes Chad Daybell's he has a collection of other women. Then Lori Vallow's, her brother, that is also was also a part of it. He Jeez. died, her brother killed her husband. All of this horseshit, it is it is spiraling out of control. But it looks like they have found the phone of the her younger, the, the phone of her older child, the 17-year-old oh. Tylee Ryan, on Lori Vallow when she came back from Hawaii. So that is not speaking well towards the fate of these kids. No,
1: definitely not. And I didn't realize Chad Daybell, he self-published more than 25 books. They
0: are very esoteric Mormonism. All of this is very intense, esoteric, doomsday Mormonism (sighs) that they are, he is full up inside of it. And now what they are doing, it doesn't seem like they are doing uh, polygamy, but what they are doing is espousing this belief that anybody that does not believe in their very specific tenet, of doomsday Mormonism, they are kicking out, or they're getting rid of, so essentially, Chad Daybell's wife, she died under quote-unquote mysterious circumstances, no clue what happened to her, and then you have Lori Vallow's husband was shot to death by her brother in a moment where they said was of self-defense, which also doesn't really make sense, it turns out that Alex Cox, it turns out that her brother, Cox, also went and shot up the home of her niece's Husband, she had a niece that also got pulled Jeez. into this. Her niece's ex-husband, his whole house was shot up. All it's, it is just fucking getting wild. This story is is very intricate and insane.
1: Yeah, this is according to Annie Cushing. She told this, or Annie Cushing. She told this to an NBC affiliate, KSL, in a Skype interview. She says. And she says, sometimes I think it would be better just to put my kids in a car and go off the side of a cliff. And I'm going to say, if you got a friend or a relative that just says, I want to put my kids in a car and go off the side of a cliff. I don't know. Maybe just just try. We got to get some therapy in there. Maybe warn the kids. They need to phone a friend. They need to phone a friend. Like it's who wants to be a millionaire, but in this case, who wants to prevent a mother from murdering her children, which is a totally different kind of game show that, dare I say, is more important than getting a million dollars. It looks like they had, they were, they seem to be pretty open about their newfound very bizarre cultist beliefs.
0: They fell in love with whatever the fuck it is they're talking about. They fell completely in love with it and and
1: because Lori Vallow believes that she is a new god. Right. At what point so, does at what point does self, self-publishing books become a sign of mental illness because I'm all, I'm all. It always is. I mean, Unfortunately,
0: you know, there are, but there are many types of mental illness. There's benign and malign. So right. it, it takes a type of crazy <laughs> to write a book. Look what happened to just Marcus's. Just look at him oh writing our legit goodness. book. Yes. Just him. Like it does curdle the mind a little bit. It because really does. It's a lot of alone time. So yeah, I think writing does sort of maybe – drive you crazy or it's like alien abduction where it's like do you are you crazy and that's why you get abducted by aliens or that's why you write a book or do you write a book or get abducted by aliens and then you become crazy
1: right yeah uh the old the old jack from the shining argument huh (laughs) i don't know i guess if you self-publish you're not getting any money for it you're just sitting there you're getting your
0: truth out it's very important you're getting your truth out when it comes to chad daybell he is wrong he is wrong, but it's right. his truth. I find I feel like that is technically the least dangerous part of this because he should be allowed to express himself if that's what he fucking wants to do. Right? Yeah. All this horseshit. But it, that when it gets into, hey, let's like eliminate all of these quote unquote extra family members, that's when. We hit a problematic area
1: it's also kind of strange because you think about that insane church the uh the God hates you know you can follow the uh the the sentence uh, with the word um you think about that strange group of people I forget the name of the the Phillips I think the uh, Phillips or something like that. But they have a big family. Their whole thing is, we need more people to go protest the funerals of dead soldiers coming no, here. They want these but guys. They, these are but, it, but it's kind of strange though, isn't it, Henry? That they wouldn't want to recruit the kids. These guys are quality, not quantity. They ah. want
0: true believers. But they're, they don't they're just kids. want bodies. They got to make new ones. Unfortunately, uh.
1: I'm not saying it's good. How does he even I'm have time to make a new kid? He's got 25 self published books in like three years.
0: Kessel. Let's speak some truth here. It takes three minutes for a man to make a child. <laughs> Every man has the three minutes it would take to, to put a baby inside of a human being. That's easy. That's the easiest part. All she has to do is literally pull her pants down. He can squeeze, 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 and he just shoots one up in there in the 24 hours a month that a woman can get pregnant. Squip. Right. slip, And then you do that a couple of times with a couple of other true believers. That's how you build a strong right. cult. It's about building a foundation. It reminds me of the story of this other, a Northern Californian church. Oh, it was the Phelps. This Fel- was happening around the couple.
1: It was the this Phelps was- family. That's what I was thinking of. Fred Phelps. That was yes. it, yeah.
0: Yes. But if this story of there's the Bethel Church in Northern California, this is a uh, one that ended up, I became slightly obsessed with but I didn't really talk about it on the show because it's not news news. It's just incredibly sad. It was this family. This is an old story. Also Henry it was all over
1: the holidays. I don't like you saying I became slightly obsessed with, but then you didn't talk about it at all with me or Marcus even off of the show. That just means you're obsessing over something in in the small room, maybe in the bathroom where Natalie apparently keeps you to do all no, your that's work. Just where, that's I don't I want, Henry, just don't obsess by yourself because I don't want to see the steam come out of your ears. I don't want to see you go crazy with a Roomba.
0: No, I know, I know. But you wait, you wait. No, and we'll we'll see. Once I can get in an office space, then uh, the <laughs> entire neighborhood will be safe. But they, this couple with a mother by the name of Kaylee Highly Genthel. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. They Highly lost Gintel. their baby. They lost oh. their baby Olive. Right. It was a very, it was a very, very young. I want to say it was less than two years old. Stopped breathing. Just, oh. just one of those, like very, very intense. But the church came out and said we can pray this baby back to life, Ugh. and they had a series of Instagram posts because this woman was the worship leader and songwriter for Bethel, the Bethel Church, Bethel Music. Okay. So they 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 put out a lot of like very highly produced Christian music. And watching the prayer sessions, I watched a couple of the prayer sessions of these group of people like truly, truly believing, straight up saying, we're going to bring this baby back to life. And it became, uh, it's, it's just highly emotional. They, it, 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 I'm going to spoil it for you. It didn't work. No, it didn't. Oh, really? They didn't sing the baby back to life. They, no, no. It's very, very, Ugh. very sad. So now they're moving on But for this moment in time. But it's weird how like they all just kind of just reset. The cult, like, they, they did this whole, they were in the news saying, we're going to bring this baby back to life, and made a very, very big point saying the power of our faith is going to resurrect this child. They put a lot of money, on, of like, spiritual dollars on this. They put a lot on that we are going to make this happen. Right. And it didn't happen. And they are doing a fairly successful PR-wise spin back out. What's the spin? Uh, uh, not this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just straight up, like, well, I guess, you know, uh. We should have had our Wheaties, or like they were really trying to just say, like, well, you know, you win this time, God. There was wow. a little bit of that too, um, but they are—they might Ugh. try to do it something again, or they might just actively kill someone and try to bring them back to life, which honestly I think is more interesting, just than just a, this very sad story. It's not
1: going to happen it's so sad because obviously it's so they're, sad. In grieve, they're grieving it's so sad it's very
0: very hard it's very very hard sorry
1: this is why i didn't bring up the story Oh because my God. it's very hard it's very brutal but imagine if it worked it just it never has ever worked and it's just not gonna work and if the baby well, did come back you know how much pain it would be in after the body sort of calcifies, and like it would not be happy. It's no, not the we, all yes, we all saw Pan Cemetery. Yes, we all saw the Cemetery. Yes, you
0: never bring it back. It never comes back. It never oh. comes back right. There's another fucking great horror movie that's about the same exact story called Dead of Night or Death Dream, I believe it might have been called. Uh, that is directed by Bob Clark, the same guy who did A Christmas Story. No kidding. Death Dream? It's great. It's about a basically a dude goes to Vietnam. They get a letter saying he died, but then he shows back up, and he ain't never right again. No kidding. That's but he's got all cool. of these great recipes for shrimp sandwiches and grilled shrimp and boiled shrimp. Got shrimp salad and mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. shrimp and potatoes and. You know, shrimp soup.
1: So, you're telling me that Forrest Gump actually died in Vietnam and the entire second half of that film is a ghost or is a zombie?
0: fucking killer? Wouldn't that be awesome?
1: But then they also have a child at the very end, he and Jen A. And so the child is a half half a zombie child. Yeah, man. That explains why he could run so long. He also caught and released that AIDS. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Forrest Gump, the surprises keep on coming. Uh, With that wonderful film, Mike can get it done. I just can't. get. Now I understand why (laughs) Kurt Douglas just said it on his deathbed because I cannot get the sentence Mike can get it done out of my head. And he should be paying us. uh,
0: And and Travis, don't you dare put that as the fucking title of this episode (laughs) because I am not. We can't espouse it. I don't don't want to push him to campaign accidentally.
1: All right. Well, do you want to do hero of the week? This was uh, should we do this? I will do, let's
0: do here of the week. I want to do a quick plug after that last little movie roundup. Great movie I saw called Bliss Ooh. that is on VOD. I believe it is also on Shudder. It is great. It's starring my friend Jeremy Gardner that is also in the movie that I'm in that's coming out February 14th. Yes. Some various theaters and VOD called called After Midnight. It's coming out this
1: Friday. Okay, oh, what kind of wife are you, just, are you Check out After Midnight this Friday, February 14th. Maybe bring your loved one on a date. It's Valentine's Day, or stay in. Because as we've talked about, they jack up the prices. They jack up I know, the prices.
0: But we don't want to hurt our restaurant industry friends that also depend upon Valentine's Day cashola. So, you know, it's mostly just like find your
1: local haunt. That's Support it. Support your local haunt. I agree with that. All right, let's do Hero of the Week. this week's hero, it's actually, it's many, many heroes. And we're talking a lot about children, so I decided to go with this story. Four Him. kids, they decided to go out in a blizzard in rural Alaska. Not a great idea. If you're in rural Alaska during a blizzard, stay in, hunker down, enjoy some good videos. Maybe, I don't know, cook shrimp, as Henry alluded to with four. kids Get some Gump. shrimp! Get some shrimp, although that will stink up the house. I don't know what to do. Just shrimp have- is not that stinky. It shouldn't be that stinky. If it is, you should look at it it should
0: be clear it should be like if it's too cloudy that's bad your shrimp shouldn't be smelling that bad
1: she should should smell fairly it should smell like the sea but it should not smell brackish why you always got to deter these things remember that (laughs) yes yes so (laughs) these kids they went out they were just gonna have a great time in the blizzard they range in ages from two to 14 so that is a young that's a young kid to be bringing out in a blizzard why are they out there they 're bored in Alaska, so they were found twenty miles outside of the village New- noonan newman equa it 's on the alaska 's west coast and i 'm sure once again I nailed it. But the boys were finally found 20 miles away. But what makes them heroes is they took care of the youngest boy. They dug a foot, they dug a they dug a foot deep hole in the snow, huddled themselves inside, and positioned themselves in the way so that the two-year-old wouldn't get exposed. The rescuer said they were protecting the baby. And Henry, yes, it makes them the perpetrators of this very stupid thing, but yes. it also means that they, they protected just, the baby. Oh man, so Two weeks in a row, I'll get they off of the They made themselves kick. the hero. They made they went. They had to become a. They were a villain first. Henry, I am having a hard time finding a lot of heroes because there's not look, a lot of heroes. There's out not there. a lot of heroes out there. So yes, they caused the problem and then solved the problem, which is what all of our politicians do. But nonetheless, they're heroes. In my mind, because the two-year-old is doing just fine. Alaska State Troopers rep- received the report at 625 on Sunday. They were able to find them fairly quickly after that. This is according to the uh, patrol spokesperson. At least three were appropriately dressed for the weather. There con- there's concerns. At least
0: only three of them? <laughs> what is even happening here? No no story of how the hell they got there or what the hell was that? What happened? <laughs>
1: The National Weather Service <laughs> warned of the wind gusts 60 miles per hour and wind chill as What's low as 45 below. Um, the four children were identified Christopher Johnson, Frank Johnson, Ethel Camille, and Trey Camille. Christopher oh, 14, Frank so 8, sad. Ethan 7, no, there's are heroes, Trey 2, Army National Guard <laughs> helicopters found them. I feel them. like. It. And I don't. Honestly, the town has an estimated population of 200. So if they would have lost four, that is literally do like the math. Two percent. I do do the math. Two percent. I'm doing because, it now. No, it would be Henry. It's two percent. Four is two percent of two because four would be four percent of 100. I've already lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway they're the hero of the week they protected the two-year-old are they really heroes that's up for debate but you no. know what it's my segment and, and good they did it they did it henry i'm glad that they didn't so, all decide to eat the two-year-old that would have not made them heroes now would it no no we okay. did
0: get a ret- we did get one email from a listener that said that he wanted to say thank you he wanted to rebut the idea that cannibals only eat for the sake of sexual pleasure or psychological curiosity. He says he just wants to do it because he thinks all
1: animals are meat. Well, is he doing it? That's that? weird that I even brought that up. It's a whole thing. It's, but is he, is one of our listeners currently eating
0: a person? They want to. Well, I man, hey, subscribe to Spotify. Uh, there is a, uh, apparently, this massive, uh, There's this massive signal coming from deep space on a 16 day cycle. That is fucking very strange. They don't know what I'm just gonna quickly say this because I forgot about the story and I wanted to talk about this. This is one of those weird weird fast radio bursts that is that is coming out from the dead of space every sixteen point three five days. What what is it saying? Mike can get it done. (laughs) Mike can get it done. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my God, he bought space. No. He used his money to buy
1: into the campaigns and now he's buying space. Oh man. Wow. That's very interesting, though. Is, so there's no, no idea where it's not like it's not coming from like Elon Musk's car that he sent up there or anything, is it? Is that still up there? Yeah, it's not, never coming back. Wow. Just floating around. It's like you remember that song, Space Trucking? I do. That's cool. That's that was a good a, song. It's Matt. a great song. I love that song. Yeah.
0: All right. Let me do some listener emails. All right. This one comes from, oh, I'll quickly say it was a nice guy from Jay who gave a little bit of clarifying of just how somebody possibly could have been inside of a dumpster without hearing the truck coming to get them. Oh, okay. I work for one of the largest waste management companies in New England, and I would like to spread the word of garbage. Not all garbage trucks are rear loaders, meaning tr- trash is dumped in the rear. That's what she said. He said this in this email. Okay. The The drivers of front and side load trucks are often unaware of what is disposed of. In the case of the woman in Burlington, she may not have been in a front load dumpster. The driver would have approached her head on the snow beeping, grabbed the container, and then dumped it, possibly never knowing anybody was in it. This is also the case with side load, though most side load containers only service toters up to ninety-six gallons.
1: They uh. often fall
0: into the trucks and are pulverized with the driver not knowing it even happened. Please let me know if you have any other questions about disposal and I'll do my best to answer them.
1: Well, thank you so much for being our man on the ground when it comes to all of our sanitation questions. I wonder then if the guy is First of all, I guess it should be beeping even if it's going forward. Maybe they should just put the beep on any time. I don't know. But then wouldn't you see the, the woman in the in the garbage? If if it was, I don't know. I don't I, know. We don't know we're if it's a back busy. loader, a side loader, or a front loader. I didn't even we know. Don't know. There, I didn't know there were three options. I've only see? seen the back loader. So. We're learning. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Now, here comes the story. <laughs> this, this just made me laugh. So let's let's see how this goes. You 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 guys did an episode where you were talking about ESP and telepathy. This is a very very long time ago. I believe Where it. we were trying to guess what was inside of pictures, and we would draw pictures and put them inside envelopes, and we were all trying to guess. What was inside these pictures? This is back when we used to do, like, not strictly informational, where we used to do a lot. And this is on last podcast, where we used to do, like, more fun things. Remember when we did yeah. the psychopath test? I do. And I you do. got the highest score for well, the most psychopath w- of all this?
1: I was playing it up a little bit. I'm, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Flawed test, you know. It's a flawed test.
0: Interesting. So, this reminded me of this time. So, this comes from Kay. I was at work with a handful of coworkers. We were all nose deep and making a model together going on like 20 hours straight. I, all of a sudden, smelled donuts, and I got excited. I asked if anyone else had smelled them. No one did, and gave me a few weird faces. But a half hour later, the boss's mom came in. The front door is a bell, and I could hear her walking around greeting other employees. She comes straight to the back and says she brought donuts for everyone, because we had been working so hard and that they were in the break room. This woman doesn't bring donuts. The family's a bunch of Taiwan hard noses, hence along making up for long lost time hours. I was so excited about what happened that even though no one else seemed to be moved by it, that I smelled the future. This was ten years ago, and I still tell the story. I've tried all sorts of magic, spiritual practices, and meditation, but still have yet to
1: smell any forthcoming event again. So she smelled donuts, but they hadn't arrived yet. Yeah. And then they arrived. Smell the future wow all right i thought it was fun no that's very fun yeah maybe <laughs> she was having was funny. like a donut stroke or something but that's good for her good for her and i'm happy the donut showed up give you a fucking donut stroke mm-hmm. take a look at this fucking
0: bullshit all right now this comes from m you guys take ubers right take lifts yeah I do lifts do ubers. that's just a rhetorical question for the audience you're not supposed to ever fucking answer that ever oh okay so you guys you guys take Ubers, right? You guys take lifts, right?
1: Yeah, I take a lift or an Uber. It's supposed to
0: be a rhetorical fucking question. Ah. Uh. Let me read this scene. Out. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at bits. It was the summer of twenty sixteen and I was interning in South Florida <laughs> for the summer. I was having a really chill Sunday, drinking with some friends at a beer garden until my buzzkill of an Uber ride. <laughs> the driver started conversing with me right away and we initially chatted about how our days were the usual small talk. After a moment of silence, he blurted out, I'm glad you left that bar. It was too loud. I responded, yeah, it'll be nice to chill at home before the work week for the rest of the night. He then stated, no, I'm glad you left because you shouldn't be around loud noises this month. He continued, this is a bad month to be around loud noises. I'm very worried about all of these people still at the bar. Then asked me if I had anything blue and green in my possession. At this point, I'm thinking he's totally bullshitting me. There's got to be some kind of punchline. So I lightheartedly kept going along with the whole thing. Yeah, I have a blue and green wallet on me. Why do you ask? I'm sort of laughing uncomfortably at this point. I wish he shouts at me saying, No! This is serious! Please listen! You will need to put this blue and green wallet in the middle of your bed while you're sleeping tonight and keep it on you at all times this month for your protection. You've been exposed to loud noise. At this point, I've gone silent, and I'm continuing to listen to him speak. I'm very worried about all the people at the Olympics in Brazil right now. It is, so loud right, it is so loud there right now with all the people. A lot of people are going to die. I was just speaking with my psychic last week, and she told me that Chinese ghosts are going to be very active this month. They are attracted to loud noises, and I'm so afraid of the people that will be killed by them. There will be a lot of death at the Olympics this summer. I miraculously found a way to change the subject to something completely boring. I think we ended up talking about Minnesota. Uh-huh. Uh, I really have no idea how I managed to change the subject, yeah, but no. I was impressed with myself. As we were nearing my destination, he told me I was one of the nicest passengers he has ever had. And as he parked outside of my house, he's asked if he could get a good look at me to photograph what I look like. I was grabbing for the door handle at that point. And I said, no, he kept persisting that he needs to get a picture of me With his eyes. Uh Uh-huh. So he literally turned around and stared at me for five seconds, said, very nice,
1: have a good day, and that was that. Well, you know, it's just, wow, you never know what kind of truth your Uber driver is going to tell you. What if he's onto something? What if he's onto something? She said she tried it. She said she put the wallet
0: in her bed to protect herself, and uh, I mean, nothing happened, so. so-
1: Yep, nothing She's still alive. She's sending emails. Uh, She didn't get killed by any ghosts. So, uh, hey, good for her. Maybe he was totally and utterly correct. Why is it when someone says something so insane, though, in your brain you are like, well, there's no harm if I do it, but if I don't, man, I could get killed by a bunch of Chinese ghosts. So I'm just
0: going to... I don't know why we are all so gullible. I'm with it. I'm with you. I do the same shit. There'll be a second where I would think like, yeah, uh, yeah, all right. What's it what would it hurt
1: to try? Sure. That is my least favorite compelling argument though that like an evangelical Christian will give you, where it's just like, "But what if it's right?" Like, what if? And it's just, just like, "What like, do you I don't I, care. I'm not going to live my life based upon, "But what if it's right?" because like, I uh, don't know. I don't so know. So
0: I can't masturbate or eat pork right now? On a Ooh. what if?
1: Ooh, well, the uh, good thing about most of my hobbies. Good thing about the the Christian faith is they worked their way around all the having to uh, abstain by doing things like fish fries on Fridays during Lent, where you actually eat more than you ever would under the premise that you're suffering.
0: Man, I love a fish fry, though. Oh, love! There ain't
1: nothing wrong
0: with a goddamn Midwest fish fry.
1: You fucking pieces of shit! I love it. Uh, Seriously, Wisconsin fish fry is maybe the greatest thing that's ever.
0: Oh, you know, you also get a lot of weird responses. This is also this is a thing from last week. I'm getting a lot of weird Google responses from typing in "pudding Los Angeles." (laughs) What are you getting? Just weird, like, guys named Pudding, teaching (laughs) personal training, like, all sorts of weird shit. Anything but Pudding.
1: Huh. There's not a lot of Pudding centers. Well, I think that once we get to Pudding, I think we can say, thanks all for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Again, we will be exclusive to Spotify February 14th. That's this week happened uh i i don't know it's so close it's, it's just happening uh, so thank you all so much uh for your support thank you all so much for coming in, along with us on this exciting new journey all you got to do just download the app and it's all free download for free the same it's all free um, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We're excited to see you all uh, uh, on the road in April Enter. in Austin. You can get those tickets in Austin. The Comedy Mafia has opened up the tickets so we can finally start to sell them. No need to get tickets to the full festival. You can just get a single ticket. Oh, If you want to go support all the other great uh, comedians or performers, feel free, of course, but you do not need to do that. You can just get a ticket to Last Podcast on the Left, and we are excited for that tour also I have dates now for the hail yourself uh documentary screening and uh I will maybe uh, I'll do a little promo thing for that so you guys can get that and I'm excited to see everyone uh and of course after midnight Henry Zabrowski's feature film check that out this week how uh yeah. very very awesome
0: yeah uh, come and check it out come check it out bro it's gonna be a good week we got a lot of shit going on live your life like you. You just got you're looking at a bowl of pudding. Ooh. That you've made. And I'm trying to find some pistachio pudding. <laughs> Ooh, some pistachio pudding. You got all nuts in there. I know Ooh, where you I can like find I like pistachio fridian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to fucking
1: make some. <laughs> With my ass. I got it. We got it. Yep.
0: Live every day. You have to. Unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately. Fortunately, if you wake up, you got to though. You have to. You know what I mean? You have to live. Yep. You got to do stuff that day. So get up and do something with it. Sure. Uh, Start a a farm.
1: Just not a cult farm. Just make sure that all of your people working on the farm are there making money. They're legally. They're having fun. I'm really not trying to get. I don't want a
0: workhorse that works in like color theory at Sarah Lawrence. I want a 300 pound beefy boy from the Midwest who is volunteering for it. I'm going to put this out there, too. We're going to have it a, we're also having a massive, we talked about this on the stream, we're going to have a massive belt fight in Lubbock, Texas, and I'm still looking for my champion. <laughs> <That
1: is. laughs> you and Marcus are taking that way too seriously, and I'm concerned. We're going to have a belt fight. There's a lot of legality uh, that goes with a belt fight. And laugh, laugh every day as
0: you watch your intrepid Roomba named Cranky. Ooh. This is my Roomba, Cranky. And he's <laughs> knocking down your fence. And we're looking uh-huh. right into your fucking home. It's oh. me out there with my whip, a, a whole fucking kiddie pool filled with banana pudding. And I, yes, I am making you, su- I am making you subscribe <laughs> to Spotify, but it's for your own good, <laughs> neighbor.
1: All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. All right, put in time with Henry coming soon. Live right from North Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kitzel here with Katie Dirks. Letting you know about Kind of Fun. It's the LPN Wrestling Podcast, and dare I say, it's Kind of Fun, bringing you all the news you need to know about wrestling to keep you up to date.
0: Yeah, we cover all sorts of news from across the wrestling industry, keep you updated, all the hot
1: goss, all the fun stuff. Everything you need to know. So check out Kind of Fun on the LPN Network. It's kind of fun. Fly from Hey everyone, how you doing? My name is Ed Larson, and you might remember my big, thick voice from the Round Table of Gentlemen. I got another show on the last podcast network called The Brighter Side, and my co-host is the lovely... Amber Nelson! All the way from South Louisiana and Saudi Arabia. ha Alaikum, y'all. <laughs> we are a cynics look at optimism. In this world, you need to stay positive. No matter what. Life can give you half a bag of chips. That's okay. You don't need to be eating a full bag anyway. Our show is going Spotify exclusive on Valentine's Day. That's February 14th for everyone that doesn't have a woman that makes them buy them stuff. Or if you're alone and you don't want to feel like you're alone, listen to our melodious voices. New releases and the entire catalog for our show will be on Spotify. Spotify accounts are free and easy to create. And all of our episodes are already there. You can download the episodes with a free account. Just do it already, baby. Follow The Brighter Side
0: on Spotify to get new episodes as soon as they come out. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.